the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's always great to catch up with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. You can follow Matt on Twitter at OhioMatt. And Matt has announced on this show that he is exploring a run for governor in 2026. And so you can find out more about Matt, his positions on the issues, by listening to him every Thursday here at 12 o'clock or thereabouts. And also by going to his website, OhioMatt.com, OhioMatt.com. Let's start with State of the Union. Your thoughts on the decorum or lack of decorum at the State of the Union I think it shows the State of the Union has become what it is, which is a political theater event. I don't, but boy, wouldn't it be nice if we just got a sober assessment of the State of the Union? Like somebody who just got up there and honestly said, look, this is what's going well, this is what's okay, and this is what we need to work on. And and we got kind of got a true picture, because otherwise, all it is is just a political speech. Let's take the job numbers, right? Biden, no, I've created more jobs, 12 million jobs. I mean, look, here's the reality. When he took office, to today from where he was, right? We're up about 2.7 million jobs from where we were at the pandemic, meaning you don't get to say, and Mike DeWine and John used to do the same thing, right? Oh, we've created all these jobs. We're still 64,000 jobs below where we were when the pandemic hit. And I just wish we would get that out of Biden because the reality is from the day Trump took office till February 2020, he added 6.7 million private sector jobs. Since then, we've netted 2.7. And we see that in everybody's everyday lives. And so when you get up there and give this political theater speech, right, if people are watching, they're going, that's, doesn't, that's not how it feels for me at my kitchen table. Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org. Our guest, his website is OhioMatt.com. Check it out. He is exploring a run for governor because of issues like the failure of uh, Ohio on the job front and many other fronts. Before we get to some of those uh, failures, Marjorie Taylor Greene shouting liar, other people calling out the president. Uh, Kevin McCarthy's sitting right behind him, so McCarthy's on camera. Uh, does Kevin McCarthy want that? Uh, do you think that that's indicative that he doesn't control uh, the people in his side of the House? Or what, what was your thought on what it meant for McCarthy as the Speaker of the House, the majority leader, given the way that the some of the Republicans responded to Biden in the midst of his speech? Yeah, look, I, I don't think it's reflective on his leadership or his control. I, I think it just kind of is what it is. But I, like, I'm not a huge fan of Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think she is she's a great focal point for the media because she often says and does stuff that makes the right look comical. And so, you know, to me, she kind of is one of those things where she just distracts from the overall message by some of her antics. But but, you know, she is what she is. Right. The, the people in Georgia like her. So they keep sending her back. So that is that's fine. Right. But it would be great if we we had somebody else to focus on uh, who, who didn't. You know, this is like I don't know if you remember this, Bruce, but like at the height of the Tea Party movement. Right. They would always find the most out of, you know, like the, the guy with the, uh, the whole, you know, the Buffalo guy from January 6th. Yeah. Right. 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 They, they focus on that guy because he's the caricature. Right. And they can say, oh, look at these whack job people on the right. And, and that's what we I wish we didn't give them so much of those 
kind of folks to focus on, and we gave them, you know, something a bit different. But, you know, that that's life in politics, 24-7 news, cable, social media, you name it, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. And the other part of politics is you can soar in the uh, electability of yourself as a national candidate with one great speech. It's what got us Barack Obama as president. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the Arkansas governor, daughter of Mike Huckabee, former Arkansas governor, former press secretary for Donald Trump, getting rave reviews for her speech. Uh, Were they deserved? And do you see her as somebody who could join what I say is a deep bench of Republican candidates with the future ahead of them? People like Josh Hawley and J.D. Vance and others. There are many, many others. Ron DeSantis, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, Sarah is a serious person. She did a great job for President Trump when she worked for him. She went out there. She, you know, won the won the governor's seat in Arkansas, and she's a, she's a good social, you know, fiscal conservative. And I expect her to to govern well and, and be more like a Ron DeSantis, right? And and you know, the most interesting piece, right? If you step back, can you imagine if they would have asked Mike DeWine to give the Ugh. State of the Union response? What would that have looked like, right? I mean, can you imagine anybody being, you know, impressed or overwhelmed? Blah, 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 blah. And, and that's just, unfortunately, what we're suffering with right now in Ohio. Yeah. No, I hazard the thought that Mike DeWine would be given that platform, and thankfully he was not. Apparently he's uh, like-minded with Joe Biden on Amtrak. Mike DeWine wants to link, or at least study linking, a lot of cities in Ohio via, via Amtrak. And this seems like such a democratic leaning idea like oh we got to get away from people driving their own cars and you got a big mass transit i mean i what is this about seeking money from the federal government to study amtrak in ohio yeah it's another whiff right i mean this is gavin newsom california kind of stuff yep. and, and here look you know when 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 you know mary mcclear who is a visiting fellow does work for opportunity ohio did a analysis of of the travel times all the kind of stuff to look to look at the 3c rail kind of stuff and and showed without a doubt it makes no sense economically right it's a, it's and there are only just so you know bruce there are two lines in the world that are profitable as rail lines uh commuter rail lines two in the entire world every other one needs to be subsidized including every every amtrak line right and so the idea that we would waste time and money focusing on that when there is not a single business or person who has left Ohio or who doesn't come here because, oh, boy, they don't have Amtrak along the 3C corridor or up to Toledo or Dayton, right? Whereas there are businesses and people who leave or don't come because our airports are such mediocre nothing burgers, right? You, you have to fly somewhere to get somewhere. So can you imagine if instead of wasting time and money studying that, the DeWine Houston administration took my idea, which I've been articulating for a decade, to say, look, we've got to build a world-class airport in Ohio. Let's look at let's get a study of where we can put that that has that will that will serve the largest population centers that we can, and allow us to bring hubs here, and then have Ohioans in their businesses be able to go to from here to somewhere else on one hop to have direct flights to Europe. The things that people actually care about and that cause people to say, yeah, this is a booming great state versus, oh shoot, how do I avoid Chicago O'Hare to get to where I need to go? Because I've got to go somewhere to get to where I want to go. And, and this is where we you know, we lost Chiquita Brands this way. We lost National Cash Register and Seattle Dayton because of our airports. So can we get serious leadership, not Gavin Newsom, dumb, wacky stuff coming out of California? Okay, so we've talked, and our guest is Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org. You can check out his uh, paper, extensive paper, on his exploratory run for governor in the state of Ohio. State of Ohio at ohiomat.com. 
we've talked about this job thing for a long time, and now we've got Intel starting to boom on uh, the you know the side of Columbus over you know, the east side of Columbus. Uh, Licking County, Orange Township, all that. Is Columbus the place where you build the airport? You say a world-class airport by a major city. I mean, Ohio, and you've, you've said it's not fair that Columbus is getting all the jobs. No place else is getting the jobs. Is Columbus the place that makes sense for an airport out there, you know, somewhere in that massive area where Intel is going to boom? Or does, uh, you know, many times they build an arena in the worst part of a city believing that that will revitalize that particular part of the city because retail and housing and everything will come in there. So where would you narrow down your focus on building that world-class airport in the state of Ohio? Yeah, no, look, I think there are a couple potential places, right? I think you, you might want to look at building a, a an airport in Wilmington that would serve the Cincinnati-Dayton market, right? Dayton's driving south, Cincinnati, or Dayton's growing south, Cincinnati's growing north. And so, you know, if you put a, put an airport there, that allowed them to do something. You could close down both Dayton and uh, Northern Kentucky and, and have a good, vibrant airport serving a pretty good population center, right? In terms of, of Columbus, I mean, Rickenbacker, right, is, is a natural thought process, but I actually think maybe there's a better location in Richland County, right, just a little up north that allows you to serve Cleveland as well. And there are ways to think through this, right? Or, you know, if we want to talk about rail, what if you just had a, you built a world-class airport and then to the city serving it, you could create kind of right high-speed, no stop access from like Cleveland here that could get down here in 40 minutes. And if you did like TSA clearance up at the point of, of, of the, where you enter the train, right. That came right to a terminal. So that way, boom, you're in. I mean, there are ways to think about this in a creative way, which, and now look, I don't have all the answers, but I do know what the answer is not. And that is the status quo, trying to continue to put stuff into landlocked Port Columbus or Cleveland or Northern Kentucky. That's not the answer for Ohio to become a booming, vibrant, job-attracting, business-attracting, and keeping economy for the 21st century. Look, Denver did this by closing down their landlocked, you know, Port Columbus, which was Stapleton, and they built Denver International 26 miles outside of the city on the Eastern Plains. And if you now go to Denver, it is an amazing airport, and the whole area is booming. There is housing, businesses, hotels, Everywhere in Colorado is a booming economy, and that is because of Denver International Airport. So I think there's a lot of things to look at, but for now 30 years, right, Voinovich, Taft, Kasich, and DeWine Husted are refusing to kind of make some tough choices and do the things that, that are going to build the, the economy here for the 21st century, for the next 200 years. And, and if they don't do it, what's their answer to, to be a place where business can stay? For people to come and stay, right? I know you get sick of the having to fly somewhere to get somewhere. I get sick of it. My kids get sick of it. That's why my kids are like, "Oh my gosh, like you know, why stay here? You know, we should go somewhere else where we can go be in a Charlotte, a Dallas, right, or an Orlando, an Atlanta, where things are big, hopping, one hop flights to Europe, all that great stuff, right?" Yeah, that makes total sense. That's why we uh, love having you on. Makes sense, Bruce. It yeah. makes sense. Come on, man. Don't, don't tell me I make sense. Yeah. Oh, Matt Mayer, org. Read his thoughts on an exploratory run for governor at his website, ohiomatt.com. Follow him on Twitter, at ohiomatt. Always great to have you on, my friend. You've given us a lot to stew on. We look forward to talking to you next week. Hey, thanks, Bruce. I always enjoy my Thursday visit with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. Again, you can find out more about why he's exploring a run for governor by going to his website, OhioMatt.com. Tomorrow at noon, we will talk as we do 
every week to Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. Uh, Jack has a very interesting story on the site now about Joe Blystone and Joe trying to comply with uh, fines and uh, other penalties um, foisted upon him by the Ohio Election Commission. And Joe wrote a check to the Ohio Election Commission that was uh, not suitable for young eyes. (laughs) He wrote something on the check that indicated his disdain for the Ohio Election Commission. I'm sure Jack will uh, bring us up to speed on that tomorrow without, without violating FCC rules. Okay, what about rail in Ohio? As I said, chatting with Matt Mayer, this seems like a very 1980s idea to me. Um, rail is fine. I get it. You can move stuff in vast quantities, but... High-speed rail for people, don't think it's going to work. We are independent people. We have grown to be independent because we have an interstate highway system and because we have uh, the comfort of our car where we can listen to podcasts and you know do all the things that we uh, enjoy doing. We're not bothered by other people. Maybe they didn't shower today. Maybe they're encroaching too closely upon you because their elbow is on the hand rest between you and you want the hand rest between you. Uh, I do not think high-speed rail in the state of Ohio, the way it is outlined, the way it is uh, perceived, the way it is conceived at this moment will work. Because what they're talking about doing is uh, applying for a million dollars in federal funds to explore expansion of Amtrak passenger rail in the state of Ohio. And here's the paragraph that caught my eye. The funds would enable the Ohio Rail Commission to bring in a consultant. Oh, boy. Waste of money right there. To help create a plan with, do we not have people either in state government already getting paid by you and me, or people on the Ohio Rail Commission? It would seem to me that if you're on the Ohio Rail Commission and you can't do the study as to whether or not rail makes sense in the state of Ohio, then maybe we need new members of the Ohio Rail Commission. Because I don't want to pay a consultant to come in and do what you're supposed to be doing on the Ohio Rail Commission. I'm not even to the part of the sentence yet that really stuck out. How much money the state would have to contribute to get the official, the additional service started? Well, now, if the state is contributing it, then it's subsidized by the government. And if you're going to expand Amtrak, then here's an idea. Why don't you let Amtrak pay for it? Because... If Amtrak is not profitable enough to pay for it, then maybe that tells you something about the profitability of rail service in the state of Ohio. Because if they build a rail service to connect Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati, oh, and Dayton too, and they do it by putting stations in Cleveland, Cleveland Hopkins Airport, Crestline, Ohio, Delaware, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Springfield, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, Sharonville, Ohio, and Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm thinking that's going to remove the incentive for the businessman from Cleveland who wants to attend a noon meeting in Cincinnati and get back home in time for dinner. I don't think he wants to stop one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven times in between. So I'm not surprised that something with a... Uh, government fingerprint all over it is a waste of time, but let's just sometimes 
realize that we can tell whether something has merit by those who agree with us on or who, who agree with the people proposing the study. Mike DeWine is proposing the study. Go get a million dollars. We'll pay a consultant. We'll figure out if we need rail. Now, if the person who endorses this idea would come from, say, oh, I don't know, the Ohio Senate or maybe even a senator in Washington, D.C., maybe uh, J.D. Vance. No, uh, instead, the person who is all about this idea is none other than Sherrod Brown, Democratic senator, state of Ohio, although I certainly hope I only have to say that for two more years. Uh, He says, I applaud Governor DeWine and our regional leaders for starting the process to pursue Amtrak expansion. The bipartisan infrastructure law made billions of dollars available. Oh, it just... It just may it just fall out of the sky, the infrastructure plan. That's wonderful. It's raining outside right now. And and the wind's gonna blow like fifty miles an hour later today. Maybe it'll maybe we'll start raining dollar bills from the bipartisan infrastructure law. And maybe it'll blow in a couple million or billion, maybe even a trillion if the winds are strong enough. <laughs> See, I hear the winds right now. Uh, yeah, here, the bipartisan infrastructure law made billions of dollars available so states like Ohio can expand passenger rail service. This is Sherrod Brown talking. Expanding Amtrak in Ohio, whether along current routes or by connecting Cleveland, Columbus, Dayton, Cincinnati, would transform our state's economy and improve mobility for all Ohioans. Well, it wouldn't improve mobility for this Ohioan because I would never use it. I would never use it one time. You're not saying it right. Sorry, Sherrod. <laughs> Fake Sherrod Brown is also producing the show today. That's now, right. uh, a little instructive history lesson here. California has been pursuing high-speed rail between L.A. and San Francisco since voters approved $10 billion in bond funds in 2008. That, to me, <clears throat> looks like 15 years ago. Um, how we doing in California? Well, not good. The uh, high-speed rail between San Francisco and L.A. has priced out at $200 million, wait for it, per mile. $200 million per mile. Now, I know we don't have land here that's as expensive as it is in California, and we don't have a State house that stinks of Democrats, although it stinks of more Democrats than the numbers would say, because 22 of the Republicans in the House are actually Democrats, or at least told what to do by Democrats. But the fact of the matter is, costs skyrocket, and estimates rarely, if in fact ever, prove accurate. And I just do not think there is a demand for this, not if you do it the way DeWine has outlined it. We're going to stop in every moderately sized town and make it a day-long endeavor to get to Cincinnati. If you do it the way Matt Mayer outlined it with an airport, now then it could work. There are ideas that are smart and there are ideas that are dumb. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.